0: friends, I'm Anna, and you're listening to A Soft Existential Crisis, a podcast where I reflect on how I'm trying to doggy paddle my way to self-acceptance, and maybe even happiness. Welcome back! The past couple days, I've been slowly climbing out of my crazy K-drama binge. And when I say crazy, I mean I binged like three different series in the span of a week. I guess I needed to get stuff out of my system. I think it's a personality thing. I can't just dabble in things here and there. I need to completely immerse myself in a thing until there's nothing left to take. Sounds potentially unhealthy, but I'll tackle that another day. Today I want to talk about my personal mental health journey. There's nothing super special about my particular journey. Lots of people go through depression and anxiety on the regular and are able to manage it with a bit of help. I'm the same but it's good to talk about it like it's a normal thing because it is a normal thing and maybe it'll help people out there who feel shame about their mental health struggles and need a little bit of a boost in finding the right language. I have to start off with a disclaimer. Um, Even Um, even though a lot of Asian Americans find it difficult to address mental health issues because of the stigma of, um, their cultural heritage, um, that, uh, attaches to their, their mental health, I had the opposite issue. My dad is a psychiatrist and though I'm no expert for those of you who get confused what the difference between therapist psychologist and psychiatrist is I will break it down for you with some help from the Google's a therapist or psychotherapist or according to talkspace.com is a licensed mental health professional who helps clients improve their lives, develop better cognitive and emotional skills, reduce symptoms of mental illness, and cope with various challenges, period. So through talking and discussion and some strategies, therapists help you manage your mental health stuff. They help you learn more about who you are. It's all about self-improvement in your day-to-day life. A psychologist, according to allpsychologyschools.com, is a social scientist who is trained to study human behavior and mental processes. This is to say that a psychologist can go into the research route, or the clinical route. The ones that go into the clinical route are able to diagnose and treat patients. Lastly, a psychiatrist, according to psychiatry.org, is a medical doctor who specializes in mental health. What makes them different from the other two professions is that they are able to prescribe medications to treat mental health issues and disorders. People who see a psychiatrist once a month or so for medication will also often go see a therapist once a week or once every other week. The combination of medication and therapy is supposed to be the most effective um treatment for mental health issues anyways back to my dad being a psychiatrist so he is one and this means I grew up hearing about mental health stuff all the time and I didn't know it while I was growing up but my dad knew that there was some mental illness in the family so I think he was always watching to see if it would like pop up in me or my brother and i think he was like always on the ready so when i first realized i was exper i experienced seasonal depression like around when i was 21 in college i was kind of taken aback but um i didn't feel like my world was crumbling down and i wasn't terrified it didn't seem like such a big deal so i didn't um really let my dad no I think I can't really remember but my first big like big down was when I was 25 Um, definitely the whole seasonal depression thing and um, I didn't really realize it until I kind of snapped out of it um, right before the holidays and then I knew it was a big enough deal that I like kind of um sheepishly told my dad and his reaction was so funny he was so prepared he wasn't concerned at all he actually grinned like this little cheshire cat grin like he was on he was in on a secret um like he was waiting for this day to come and then we got started on talking about what i wanted to do about it whether i wanted to try pills etc um This was a huge privilege because I was able to completely sidestep any shame, any angst. I didn't even need to do the hard part of trying to find the right doctor. I had access to one for free. If something ever went wrong, I could text him at any time. I don't know if you know how expensive psychiatrists are but they're like um the minimum in like a small town is a couple hundred no one, and in New York it's definitely like a handful of a hundred no one has that kind of money except for like rich retirees Um, I don't feel guilty about it because I know how much I need that kind of access I just feel very, very lucky um, because I've never made much money and I would never have been able to afford a psychiatrist. I'm barely able to afford my therapist's lowest rate on her sliding scale right now. Um, Anyway, so when I was 25, I tried a medication and I think it was fine for a couple years. because life was calm and stable at the time, even though I did have like horrible IBS attacks. That's irritable bowel syndrome for those uninitiated. So I thought, meh, I should be fine without the pills. Um, But pretty soon, I was very not fine without them. And um, with my slightly older brain, it was like my depression evolved. It was not just um the the seasonal depression anymore it turned into like this thing of like 3 to 4 day bursts of heavy depression usually triggered by something um at any part of the year but i couldn't figure out what the triggers were so it felt very random um like a random attack and I was completely at the mercy of my brain. Um, my dad had me try other pills um, till we found one that worked the best. Um, but, like, to get there, like, there was one pill I tried that f- I felt like on top of the world on. But um, after a couple weeks, I like broke out in like really painful blisters. And so that one didn't work. Um currently I take two pills that work together um apparently and that one they they work the best for me. I don't really think I ever had huge problems with anxiety, maybe like a tiny bit here and there. I've only had two small anxiety attacks in my life where um I just like kind of thought myself into a frenzy, and then I had trouble breathing once when I was maybe 23 um, at an internship, and then actually once um, last month um, on a train platform. My problem has most always been depression. There was no like giant triggering incident. It just happened. Um, because of the shorter days um, in the fall, the year I was 21. And I guess it it just got worse the older I got. Um, I want to describe to you, the best I can, what depression feels like. Um, To me, it's an attack on the senses. My vision feels very dark and clouded. My body feels very physically heavy. Um, like It's just a very physical sensation, like I'm carrying a heavy weight. I find it hard to keep my head up. But the worst part might be this script that plays on repeat in my brain over and over, all day and night. I think it's different per person. Um, For me... My brain says, you're not good enough. You're not good enough over and over. And you simply can't will it to go away. It's very punishing. And while your brain is being assaulted, it's hard to reach out to friends and family. Um, Maybe because you're just trying to feel okay. It's hard to go beyond that and ask for help. I think my go-to's are... Um and in f- like trying to just like feel a baseline of okay, our um like cute animal videos or playing our particular song on repeat. Like I think like um not not in the past couple of years, but my my old go to song used to be um "Creep" by Radiohead, <laughs> or um or I try to put my negative thoughts into um a physical journal um especially when I'm on the train writing is very therapeutic for me in depression brain time feels very distorted it's slowed down and all your brain focuses on um is the negative thoughts i'm not good enough i'm not good enough cycling through over and over there's no space for it to think about anything else so until the cloud lifts you simply cannot do anything um i actually quite like being on the train when i'm depressed it makes me feel like i'm being more productive than being at home in bed doing nothing. At least on the train, there is a flurry of activity around you and people leave you alone. One of the saddest things about dealing with mental health stuff is that some of your closest friends and family won't be able to understand what you're going through. You're dealing with the most painful thing you've ever dealt with and it will seem like they're dismissive about it or they don't care. But I think it's just that they simply have zero understanding of your pain. Um, Unless they've experienced it themselves, it's extremely hard to empathize with it. So don't be upset with them, it's okay to be disappointed. I'm sure they are being as supportive as they are able. My pills don't erase my sadness. I feel my full range of emotion all the time. I'm still me. If um, medication altered who I was, I probably wouldn't be willing to take it unless it was like the absolute only option in saving my health. The pills don't even erase my depression completely. I think it erases like 80% of it. Um, I can still get triggered by negative events. Um, So after the 2016 election and news about the Syrian war, I have avoided the news. Um, Though I don't think I'm affected as deeply and heavily on the medication. Um, It might even be a good thing, you know, that I still get small depression episodes. Keeps me humble. I had a sort of breakthrough two years ago when I read this book when I was just starting therapy um, that my therapist recommended called Uncovering Happiness, by alicia goldstein um if you're interested please dm me it re- it teaches you about what depression is and how it's possible to work through it through hard work and practice it taught me about neuroplasticity and how negative thoughts actually leave little physical pathways in your brain Um, when you think them over and over it taught me practical ways to change my depression brain habits Um, before I read the book I wasn't able to recognize I was depressed like while I was depressed until I it was completely over and then I was kind of lifted out of it and then I was like oh well that sucked um but now i can tell as it's happening immediately and um it it kind of sucks to be like oh well this is happening like i just gotta like buckle in and like grit my teeth and hope it goes away quickly but but at least it makes me feel more in control There's a lot of stuff I still have to work on. You know, I'm a highly sensitive, slow, artistic person who was born into this fast-paced world that prizes technology and winning and big masculine energy. I feel that I'm always playing catch-up with my peers. And um, and in high school, I dealt with that by, like, Working my hardest and not sleeping and and feeling that I could catch up if I just worked hard Um, But I think like after college. I just kind of like let go Um, But at least now I've learned how to I've like learned how to do things like deal with my depression and I don't even have it so bad, you know? Like, my depression comes in sprints, not marathons like some people have it. I lucked out, and I have my dad on my side. Thanks so much for listening. I'll see you next week. Bye-bye!